Welcome to another podcast, another Concept Salad podcast. It's been five months, something like that. We How, said we were going to do it every week. Every week. And but it uh, was five months since we've done the last one. It's been five we months. We lied. We lied. Did you see our noses? <laughs> why, why has it been five months? Uh, I think life. we all got, I think, yeah, life. I think we all got busy um, doing right. other stuff. And then... Just adjusting something here. Please go on. And then, yeah, sort of, you know, coming and doing all the setup and thinking about what you're going to talk about and then actually talking and recording. Like, it does take effort. And, you know, if you don't have a lot of time and other things just, just got in the way. I think. Yeah. But anyway, we're here now. We're here now. We're doing it. And we yeah. want to keep it a regular thing. We do. As yeah, much as I think possible. So. Yeah. I think so. I think with Instagram and all kinds of social media, we can start promoting this yeah. better than we did before. Also, it's the second one ever. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, have, we haven't done... Any two things we don't even way. have a jingle yet. We don't have a jingle yet. I think we should have a jingle with some sort of trumpet in it, but, you know, that's up for debate. That's cool. Yeah. Benji does an excellent trumpet impression. <laughs> Is that a cue for me he to does. do one, <laughs> <laughs> to do one <laughs> right now? <laughs> The thing is, it sounds different in, in on a microphone. Yes, it does. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, if you listened to the last podcast, thank you for listening. Um, we had some nice feedback and some pushback. Yes, thank yes. you. Um, which is cool. Yes. Well, I, I yeah, I uh, I was surprised by how many people listened to it. Because like, there are people, like, there are friends of ours that listen to the whole thing and then would quote it to me. <laughs> really? Later <laughs> on in the week. <laughs> that Those was very people. strange. Um, oh, there's sorry, a friend I'm of mine, there's a, there's a lifelong friend of mine called Tony. Um, he's probably listening to this now. Mm. Hey, bro, how you doing? Uh, he pushed back on a few of my ideas. I don't remember what those ideas were, but I thought it would be interesting to address the fact that everything we say here is just where we're at in that moment. Like, it's not truth. Like, if, if, you, if you grab what we say here and, 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 and say, well, this is the truth now... Because, you know, these guys are very handsome and they live in London and, you know, all this sort of thing. You're an idiot. <laughs> because, <laughs> because um, we, you know, a, probably a year from now, what I believe now will be completely different. Um, so this is anyone who listens to that to us and, you know, what we're trying to do here. We're trying to grow just like everybody else. So we'll mm. say something. We might get something wrong. And um, we love to hear feedback, especially negative feedback, because at the moment... We're only getting friends and family saying, hey, that was awesome. But to get, <laughs> to get some constructive feedback is, is cool. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. I think as well, I mean, it's been five months since we did the last one. Five so months. that's a long enough time for you to change as a person and to change your opinion on things. So anything that we say within these podcasts is like a snapshot of Into us where we are in at life. that particular yeah, time. Definitely. So, you know, that's but interesting. The thing is, I don't remember what I said. I don't remember. No, neither do I, because was it was on. five months ago and yeah, know, we recorded yeah. it in an hour in in your front room so so um the topic for today is london we can go all over the place here we can we can talk about literally anything a lot a lot has happened since our last place right we're in a new location now i've moved matt has a matt matthew here has a new has had a new job or did you just start your new job when the other one uh, I, I think i was just about to start yeah the new one and i you've... just got the job and was about to start and so you've been there I for five months I, well almost five months yeah and Ricardo, I think you switched jobs as well, didn't you? I did in February, which is great. So a lot's happened. A, a lot. Has, yeah. A lot has happened. Can you hear me all right? I'm, it sounds a bit weird to me, but yes. yeah, good. Sounds okay. great. All yeah. right, good. Okay, well, <laughs> let's talk about that. Matthew, this is your first job ever in London. It's my first job ever. It's your first... This first job in London. Okay, so it's your first job. Um, what do you work as? And do you think you're getting paid reasonably for it? Okay, uh, so I work as a design engineer at Brompton Bicycle, um, which is the fold-up commuter bicycles that you see a lot of people riding on. Very mm. small wheels. You can see them on trains. You're allowed to take them anywhere on the uh, London Transport Network, which is relevant to what we're talking about. Um, and it's great. I've been really enjoying working there. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. It's, you know, it's in the field in which I've studied. It's in the field in which I've always wanted to do. I'm working on interesting things. I love bikes. I'm a cyclist. Um, you know, so that that's great. And am I being paid enough? It's an interesting question. It's more than I've ever your been first, paid. It's your first it, job exactly. out of uni. Yeah, right. first job out of uni. Yeah. It's more than I've ever been paid in my life because I've never been paid before. So, right. well, not really. Um, <laughs> not really? <laughs> well, you, you do internships and stuff like that, but it wasn't sure. really like getting paid. You know, it was 
well, you do it for a summer and, you know, you get a bit of money or whatever. Um, but this is like first kind of actual work, get paid at the end of the month. That money pays your rent. That money pays for your food, etc. cetera. Um, I think the nice thing over the last few months has been I started late enough into the year, the financial year, that I wouldn't exceed the personal allowance threshold on tax. Mm. So I haven't had to pay any tax yet. Right. Um, which has mean, meant a little bit more money, so a little bit more kind of freedom just to sort myself out and get some stuff that I've wanted for a while, like, you know, new clothes and guitars and stuff like that. Um, so that's actually been quite nice. Out of everything, so obviously we're not going to ask you to say how much you get paid because that's, that's no. private information. But... We live in London. It's one of the most expensive cities in the world. Rent is through the roof. It's crazy. It goes mm. up every year. In terms of how much you spent on everything just for living, maybe a bit of wiggle room with food because sometimes you eat out or whatever. But like rent, bills, all the stuff that you have to pay, mm-hmm. how much of that money do you get to keep? Like a third or half or how much at, that the, money, moment, is that, so, at the moment? So this is kind of how much of that money do I get to see for myself completely? Yeah. So not like food or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like anything okay. that you get to keep yeah, 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 and do... Yeah. It's surplus. Let's call, surplus. It, let's call it surplus. Yeah. Okay, so surplus, I'd say around 30%. And I think, okay. I think it, I think it oh, will wow. be... Yeah. By, the time, by the time tax has started and come in, it's going to be like 30%, I reckon. Yeah, that's about right. Wow. Yeah, okay, right. I thought... Honestly, I thought you were keeping about 60% no, for yourself. No, no not, not even close. No. Damn. No, you always pay over half of your income um, just on the necessities. Right. So you can yeah. imagine for rent alone, um, you pay at least almost half of your monthly income goes up for rent. Yeah. yeah. Um, then travel card and other bills like oh, phone I forgot bills, to, I forgot to mention that transport yeah, as well. your, yeah, yeah your yeah, phone yeah. and all that it just adds up to a lot of money so you, yeah um, I agree with Matthew uh, probably about a quarter or 30% is what you keep yeah in terms of like you know like clothing or is that the same for whatever. you now because yeah, you've, yeah. you've had a new job now the funny for, thing yeah. is like that is exactly that so like in London for those who are not from London um, which is most of our audience, which, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, so what are the people people who are actually engaging? Well, hello, hello. If you're not from you. London, thank uh, you from the US. Thank you from South America. Very there's nice probably to have no you. one from Italy. No, one. not yet. <laughs> not yet, Ricardo. But they there will be. There will be. There will be. There um, will be. I guarantee it. I I will represent you. Um, <laughs> issue is, the rent is through the roof. Like I agree with Benji, and it's a bit ridiculous. A lot of us, like I'm on my, I'm just, I just passed my mid twenties. And I live in a room in a shared house. And it's a bit ridiculous because if you want to start a family here in London, it's almost impossible. It's literally almost impossible. Mm. So it's like the both of you need to work full time, if that makes sense. So you and your wife. And if you want to have kids, it makes things worse. Mm -hmm. So actually building a family in London is almost impossible. Hence why like people just move out of London. I think the funny thing, as soon as you come out of the M25, you know, you can start actually keeping probably over 30% of your surplus. Mm-hmm. But in London, it's almost impossible. Like, you reach the end of the month with, you know, pennies. Mm. I'm not going to lie. And I'm quite careful with my money. Mm-hmm. It's just how expensive London is, you know? Well, it's also, it's, it's interesting because you and I live in East London. Yes. But Matthew lives northwest yeah west and that is that is your choice right that is your choice but it's also because of work like you've moved there to be close to work so that you're not that's how it is commuting yeah for flipping ages yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so it it doesn't take me long to get to work which is nice it takes me about i mean i leave the house at five past eight and i get into work at about 25 past so it takes me 20 minutes which is really nice you know a lot of people think london and they immediately think I've got to commute for ages, spend ages. I mean, it's at least 44 minutes. Oh, you don't, usually. Yeah. Yeah. But I, thankfully, I'm not having to do that, which is nice. So I did move. I moved to be close to work, basically. Um, And I mean, once I got the job, I had two weeks to kind of find a house to live in and all that kind of stuff. So it happened very quickly. Um, So, you know, I've, I've found a place, but it's close to the station. It's close to work. So in terms of that, it's, it's nice. But did you say, did you mention to me at one point that you were thinking about moving again? Oh, almost certainly. I think within the kind Soon. of the renting environment, it's quite normal just to switch around a lot sort of where you're living. 
um, you know, because you've you've got that freedom. You know, most of us were on a one year lease or whatever. When the one year mm. lease is up, you're either you're then on a monthly rolling contract and you're going to stay where you are, or sure, yeah. or you're going to move somewhere else. I mean, you know, you you want to move to somewhere where you actually want to live, as opposed to somewhere well, well, I've got a house so I can live, right? As opposed to you know where you want to live. Um, you know, so there's a place in West London that I really like, Hammersmith, for example. I think it's mm-hmm. a really great place mm-hmm. to live. I lived there for a couple of years; it was great. Um, I'm not far away, but it's not the same. So, you know, Hammersmith is, let's say, that's somewhere I want to live. I don't live there now, but I might move there later. And renting does give you that flexibility. Um, but, yeah, you do pay a lot of money for, you know, somewhere where, okay, well, I, I this is a roof over my head. I can keep my stuff in it, but it's not necessarily my house or my place. Or the, first, the first room that I ever paid for in London um, was about, was upwards of £700. Yeah. And the room was, um, well, the sleeping space. I mean, it wasn't sleep. Actually, yeah, it was just a sleeping space in a cupboard. All I could fit was a tiny shelf, a mattress, and then the cupboard was just part of the room. And it's probably half the size of the room we are now. We're in a two-bed flat right now. Mm. And uh, 700 pounds, West London... Um, I think it was bills included. I think. I, I don't know for sure. But looking back on that, I would have told myself, dude, you're crazy. Like, that is so much money for no space at all. Um, what, what do you think about it? Because that's not... You're, you're, you must be paying hmm. more than that now. I am, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm paying more than that. I mean, let's look at the reality and look at it objectively. It is crazy. It is crazy. The whole thing is crazy. It is. The whole it thing is, is crazy. I, yeah. I go outside of London and I talk to my friends and I talk to my family and ask, well, how much are you paying on rent? Mm. Or, you know, or they ask me, what are you paying on rent? And everyone's kind of faces just go like, what? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Or I say, what? That's ridiculous. That's so cheap. How are you getting a house for this much? Yeah. Um, but I think part of just being in London and wanting to be in London means that you have to be willing to shoulder that extra expense. Um I think and, that begs the question, why the hell are you in London? Yeah, well, it does, doesn't it? Why do you want it? It to does, come to yeah. London? Mm, like, yeah. in, it, there is this sort of, like, when you think about that, then you all of a sudden have to be faced with, with the reality, look, if I'm going to live in London, I need to make it big or go home. Or, uh, make it, yeah. or, make it, or make it sustainable somewhere else, because that's where I am right now. Um, I don't know if you know this. Well, you two obviously know this. I don't know if the audience knows. I'm a freelancer, so I work from not even contract, but, like, work to work project to project sort of thing like last night i was in a shoot with a company that the other week was a shooting for it's it's not a regular thing for me <coughs> excuse me um so it's kind of a different situation but and, and it, it's it's i don't know how to explain it but like as a freelancer when it's good it's so much better than a stable job yeah i understand that and when it's not good it's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. It's so much. Yeah, it's there's understand. so much risk. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I've had years in which I'm banking on this one client to basically pay for my years years expenses, and that's hard because well, you could say well, Benji put in the work to get new clients. Um, yes, number one, you're right. Number two, it's not that easy. Like you can't just get clients. Um, like it. it, it that there is there is a point to be made that you need to be proactive you need to try and stand out also my market my 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 scene my field is incredibly saturated and um we were just talking about this earlier before the before the podcast started uh my issues on um clients expectations of mm. of 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 workers so i'm getting i you know again we're going into kind of different, we're trying to talk about different aspects of work. And I I know that that this might not be relatable to everyone, especially if you have a full-time job, but to a freelancer, there's a, there's a lot of expectation for very little money. And I've realized over the last few weeks, because there are all these YouTubers that always show off their, their kit, their stuff. I'm doing so well. I started like a year ago, two years ago. We're in the UK. I only realized a few weeks ago that the UK pays so much less than the US does for the same work. So much less. And that's very interesting because that's made me rethink my whole purpose of being in London. And um, 
I'm not really getting to a point with this, but I just I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about. It's it's a good point. I mean, people think of London as being like this city of opportunities, like sort of like New York, right, in the US. Yeah. But then a little bit do they realize that actually it's not, it's a lot harder than it seems. Yes, that don't get me wrong, there are opportunities in London, like Matthew example, he was able to graduate from a great university, able to find a great job in a matter of months, right? So the opportunities are there for people. And we all sort of employed, but it's just a very difficult place to live in. And I think people think of London of this place where they can become... They romanticise sort of, it. Yeah, that, that's a perfect actually way to, to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do quite quite, quite much. Quite, quite. So and actually, people who come to London, if you think about it, they're not actually from other parts of the UK. I mean, obviously, Matthew came down for other specific reasons, probably to study first. But majority of people who come to London are migrants. So from other parts of Europe, right? So, well, London's not really, they, London's not the UK. Not, exactly, London is different. Exactly my animal. point. They, yeah. that's exactly my point so yeah. when they come over so there's a lot of middle eastern uh, not oh there's so many different kinds of people but, but here's the question for you london isn't a good representation of the uk right but then is new york a good representation of the us no that's a good point but i don't know us, i don't know the answer this is the thing this yeah. is the thing so like that's what i'm trying to get at i think for us coming from an accent perspective for me example i come from italy right so in my perspective, I come from the south of Italy, so like it's it's a very poor place. So like, and I think Benji can relate to this based on his background as well. Um, but it's a very poor place. So when we th- when we when I used to think of London, I used to think of this. this mm-hmm. I used to romanticize mm-hmm. about it. So I used to go like, man, if I was there, my life would be so much different. And probably yeah, it would have it would have been different if I had you know uh, if I had been brought up here um but again now being here is very different now that i'm here i'm in it i know that it's a lot harder and if anything sometimes you you wish you can go back to that poor life just to kind of experience less sort of stress and that you know and and issues i think matthew said this in the beginning the reason why we took so long to do this podcast we're so busy we are so busy it's actually insane i spend 40 hours of my life every week at work well, and we're busy that, and then we're tired. And we're tired, exactly. And it's like, exactly. well, why do we want to go exactly do a that. podcast when we just need to sleep? Yeah, we need, it's not even we want to, the we need that, to. Yeah, we don't have time. Like, people think, even in the Tube, like, you can see people are miserable. Because I'm telling you, when you, mm. if, you if you've ever it's queued in London, place. if you've ever queued in London, especially there are some stations that is ridiculous, like, people get angry. And it's, they're so miserable that it's actually quite insane. Um it's hard to describe for you if you're not from London. It's 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 sort of you come to London the and experience yeah, the misery of the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really do. And the thing is that compiling that up, like the salaries, they're not they're not really going up. I think they've sort of stagnated as well. And they go up very marginally. Yeah, they don't. Not really. Yeah, everything. The inflation is to to the roof. So like we're paying a lot more than what we're getting paid for our work. So uh, that's why, like, what Matthew said is kind of astonishing, actually. Like, he said, actually, I might keep 30%. You know, man, one day, you know, I think you said about your taxes and stuff, but what I keep at the moment is about 30%. So I pay about half of my salary on rent alone. Transport is like 100, transport 130, bills. 140 a month just on transport. And you live by yourself. But think about it. And I live, yeah, I live by myself. Yeah. So like, it's so much money. It's just ridiculous. So what I was saying is before, going back to London, that we see as, yeah, as a city of opportunity is great. There's loads of opportunity. I get it. But when you're in it, it's a struggle. And it really is. And I think what Benji was saying earlier about finding work and, and about actually being a contractor how it can be good, but it also can be bad. I completely agree because it's actually quite scary being a contractor. It's good because you get to sort of be be you, right? Put 100% effort and you're not controlled by this, let's call it a big corporation. Establishment. but Yeah, establishment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in London, you cannot afford, and I'm going to say this again, you cannot afford to be unemployed yeah. because if you are, you're literally going to end up under a roof. Uh, under, under a bridge, sorry. Not under a roof. <laughs> well, that's been housed, actually. Under, maybe under, under your friend's bridge. roof. <laughs> under a friend's roof, yeah. But I, I am telling you, it's so hard. But um, homeless, shelter, homeless shelter roof. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. But that's why I think, you, that's why I think, like, people, the people who come to London are not from other parts of the UK. They're definitely from, like you said, Benji, like, they're from other, other places. Okay, so, uh, get this. Um, I... I have a new rule now. 
and I've been through a few things lately with some friends and with some people, and I've had some people, old people, uh, old friends rather, approach me and say, hey, can you do this quick job for me? Can right. you do this editing thing? Can you like put it all together? You know? Right. And I've just sort of decided, okay, number one, I don't want to do editing anymore. I, I, it's, it's a horrible thing. Do you know what, do you know what it is? Editing video and editing film. I don't think that's the problem for me. It's dealing with all, all, all the nitpicking unnecessary things that the audience is never, ever, 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 ever going to notice. And if they notice, they're really not going to care. No. Do you know what I mean? I it's that it. stuff. It's like, oh, can we make it green? Oh, can we make it blue? Oh, can we put it back to green? I'm so done with that. Unless I'm paid a fair amount. Now, here's the thing. Some people, some old friends have been ex expecting me to do that for free. And now I have a new rule that no more favors to anyone nobody like if 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 i'm involved in something for free then it's not a favor because i want to be involved in it right mm. like if i'm right. in my friend's short film or if i'm acting or scoring or whatever it is that i'm doing i'm doing it because i want to do it but now i i kind of have a no favors policy and that has to do with the expenses as well the expenses that i have to pay because that realization of oh I'm not getting paid what I should be paying, what I should be getting paid now has made me more aggressive in terms of like, I can't, I can't afford to, I can't afford to do this favor and hope to, exp, you know, be able to meet, meet the, meet the requirements to just live in London. Yeah. I think that's wise. And I think, you know, we've actually, you know, in an approach to sort of building your own business and building your own, you know, brand and, and whatever, because mm. obviously you're a freelancer. That's what you're trying to do. You know, actually working for free. You can't. Well, you know, work and free in the same sentence don't really go together. You know, if you're yeah. doing work, you need to be earning some kind of income. Otherwise, you can't afford to live. Or there needs to be some kind of like, OK, I'm going to work for free, but I'm going to get this. And that yeah. thing is really like, exactly. that's the pay, yeah, like, exactly. you know, like that's really rewarding. Like right like now, a trade, right? Yeah. So right yeah. now I'm, I'm taking photos for a food blog. There's no pay involved. And I do it maybe once or twice a week. I get free food, but more importantly, <laughs> I've got a shit ton of experience now yeah, with, like, awesome, with right? like shooting food. Now I can go to a company and say, I can do food photography. Yeah. Look, I've done it in this ad hoc, quick stuff. I've done professional shoots yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. That that has value. It's all about value. I hear that word thrown a lot yeah, nowadays. It's, it's, it's value. It's what is the value? Places. It's it's there. It, it, <laughs> it's trending right now. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. I guess. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I yeah, I've done a bit of work in the creative field in sort of music production and stuff like that. And some stuff he's like, working on his album right now. It's super awesome, by the way. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, moving on from that. Um, you know, and sometimes you know in that phase you know i'm not professional i'm not trying to earn a living off it but if this is the kind of thing where actually this is a band that i really like mm. i really want to work on their stuff um and if i do it then that gives you something to add to my portfolio i would consider doing that for free because at the moment i'm still learning but would you consider that a favor that's the interesting question are you doing them uh, i guess yeah, you are so doing yeah. them a favor but the value that you're getting because here's yeah. the thing if you're starting out then you kind of have to do that. Yes, exactly. But That's I've been exactly doing this for like exactly five plus years now. Yeah. 10, 15 years, not professionally. Like I can't. No, it, you can't like, afford. You can't afford to <laughs> yeah. do it for free. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's yeah, the that's different. Like with my music yeah. production, because I have a studio here, we're recording it right now. I hope it sounds good. Does it sound all right? Yes. Um, I want to start making music, but I know that I have to do stuff for free first. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, exactly. So... But it's not really a favor. Like, it's just how you build a portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think for me as well, it's, it is fun and it's something that I like doing. So, you know, if, if it is fun, um, you know, and I say, okay, well, look, you know, I'll do it for free, but this is part of building experience and that's the value I'm going to take from it. That's fine. But... And set limits. Yeah. You set limits because you have to. And then, but, you know, I'm saying this now with the stability of a full-time job. You know, right. I'm not working. Right. You know, if I want to do something with my evenings that means working on someone's album for free, 
that's fine because that's mm. my time. Yeah. You know, and if I get paid for that, then that's extra and that's it's great. a bonus. That's a bonus. It's not something you're banking on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas if I was to sort of leave my job tomorrow and then say, okay, I'm a music producer now, I'd probably <laughs> have to go home within a couple of months because I couldn't afford to stay here. You know, so yeah. it is tricky when you're sort of trying to make your way within that creative field to actually, you know, be able to afford to live and to sort of stay in London. I um, thought to myself growing up, at the age of 18, I'm going to leave the house. I can't, I can't stand my parents. I can't be in this house. There's, right. it's, it's horrible. And I stand by my decision because I couldn't live with them. However, I am kind of jealous of people who live with their parents in London now mm. because yes. they are saving, <laughs> they are saving so much money. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. much money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> How much yeah. you can save. Even, even if you're in zones four or five, even if you're quite far away from everything that's, you know, going on. You're saving a You're lot. still saving a lot, of, even if you're in whatever, Milton Keynes or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're saving, saving so much money. Anyway, we've, we've said a lot of negative things. I think we're all kind of, we're battling against that struggle of being young and being in London. So, More positivity, please. Yeah, so why, <laughs> why are we here? Like, what are we doing? Why do we like London? Why do we want to live here? Yeah. Okay. What's good about Maybe it? Maybe the question is like, why are we still here? <laughs> why haven't we left London? <laughs> too negative. I think that's the oh, question. Why are we and still it's here? Because it's because there's a lot of positives to it, actually. So, like, I agree with Matthew. But I think, yeah, Benji, if you want to... Oh, my God. What is the stuff? Come on. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to start with something that might seem quite superficial. But I I, I, th I think a lot of people won't find it superficial. But it, it just... It sounds superficial, but it isn't. Bear with me. When you get off the tube at Westminster and you walk on Westminster Bridge and you look behind you and you see, wow, Big Ben. Look a little below. Wow, Parliament. This 400 plus year old building. And you keep walking, you see the London Eye. You go back, go to, I don't know, walk around the Thames. It is an amazing sight. Mm. It is an amazing thing <laughs> just to look at. And it's quite refreshing. I think... I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a shame that I don't do it as often as I want to, but at the same time, it makes me appreciate it when I do. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't, I don't think that's superficial at all. Why do you think, why is that Well, because, you know, well, not superficial, but think of it this way. You're not living in London for sightseeing. No. Right? No. no yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, once you've done the tourist destinations, you don't go back. Well, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Then you gotta drag your friends from yeah. from all your family when they come. There and is see you. there is so I I hate I hate and I hate to use the word culture in this in this in this context, but there is a lot of culture and there's a lot that you gain by being part of that. Mm. Like there's a, there's a lot of like there's a lot of history. There's a lot of there's a there are a lot of things happening. Yes, and you know that that not right now in life <laughs> for me. But as a person, I love the chaos of the city. <laughs> I love the chaos of like, oh, what's going to happen next? Or like everyone's running and running. And running. Like I kind of get a buzz out, out of it. Right now, I'm fatigued by it, to be quite mm. frank. Like I could live, I could live um, a year in Bath or something, you know, or like Brighton or Bournemouth even. I know Bournemouth, right? Um, or, <laughs> but it, I do like the buzz of the city. It gives me it gives me energy. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a cool place, I'm not gonna lie. It's I a think cool place. Coming from again, I grew up in a very small town in Sicily and it was there was nothing there. Honestly mm. there was nothing. Mm. Um yeah, there was the sightseeing <laughs> which Which can only go so didn't far. Say, I mean it's yeah, exactly. But when you grow up you kinda you need diversity and I think the cool thing about London it's you learn so much respect, one, for loads of cultures. And I think it's one thing that I wasn't really um, affected by in Italy because you can say 100% of the population, almost 100% of the population, especially in Sicily, they're Italians. <laughs> Actually, exposure. let me specify that. The white Italians. <laughs> right. Um, so there's no, exactly, there's no exposure to other cultures. And I think it's kind of sad. But here, London is, is beautiful. I mean, there's so many like... It, there's a lot more to London than what than what you think, and I think that's quite amazing. And it's very it's a very creative place, and there's lots of mu like there's so much talent here. And speaking of music, there's I mean you name it, you know there's so many t 
talented artists that have stemmed from here and I think is amazing. And sightseeing is great, but also there's lots of sort of quirky places, especially if we go like East London is very quirky. So there's a lot of like Shoreditch and if you like the nightlife, I think it's great over there. Um, Central London is more for tourists, but it's awesome. A uh, bit more overpriced, <laughs> but it's great. Honestly, it's great. On a sunny day, London is beautiful, but also on a rainy day. Today was uh, sunny day. Today, today it was. was very today sunny. was lovely. Today, today was, was very, 23 very nice. degrees, and I thought to myself, mm, it's getting a bit hot now. But <laughs> yeah. also cheer, isn't there? Like, people are oh, so lovely. cheerful in London. Like, honestly, people think of London as being miserable. I, yeah. Do you know, here's what I think. Here's what no. I think. I think a lot of it has to do with the weather. It does. I agree. I agree. I really agree. I mean, we just said earlier in this podcast. Yeah. 50% of London's misery has to do with mediocre weather. Because here's the thing. I agree. I can handle cold. I can handle snow. I can't, and I can handle rain. Bring on the rain. I cannot handle cold rain. <laughs> that's oh, trying man. to be snow, oh, but man. doesn't succeed. And the like, wind. it starts raining. Oh, but it's getting harder. Oh, but it's snow, but it doesn't stick to the ground. What is happening? Yeah, I agree with this. If it if it's if winter isn't full on winter where it's really snowing, What's the point? I'm not about it. it Agreed. It, it's terrible. Agreed. It's really terrible. About life. But <laughs> well, exactly that. But here's the thing about London. London is like it flicks a switch. One day it's winter, and the next day it's summer. Uh, like today, last it was week. from in my opinion, it was summer today. Today was summer. Yeah, and today last week was, was winter. Last yeah. week it was, it was cold. Awesome. Last week was four degrees. Yeah, exactly. Three degrees actually. Yeah. That's how people get sick. So. I- I yeah. never got so. But here's the thing. So, I, so I lived in America for three years. Okay. Yeah. In uh, the Midwest, in uh, in, a, in a state called Indiana. Um, hello, Hoosiers. Those are the names. That's how you call Indiana right. people. It got cold. Like, like it. We're talking. I think um, January like 2014. There was minus, a blizzard. Sorry. There was a blizzard, wow. and it got to negative 40. Bruh. That's where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet. Just so you know. Oh okay. It got so, so cold. There was one, two feet of ice. It was crazy. And here's the thing. After three weeks of intense snow, you kind of go like, okay, let's move on now. <laughs> and then next yeah. four months, I it's horrible. You know, it, 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 it's a similar situation. But my body, I grew up in a very, very hot country. Really, really hot. Yeah. And now I can't stand the hot weather. It, you know, it's too much for me. And even then, it was, it, was, it was a challenge. But I got used to the cold to such an extent that when I came to London and it was winter, it was a joke for me. It was like, eh, what? <laughs> Whatever. It's like, it, it's, this is nothing. But over time, nothing. I've adapted or at least mm. tried to adapt to the mediocrity of, oh, it's four degrees. Oh, but now it's 10 degrees. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, it's, it's very... It's very non-absolute. Yeah. It's not hot. It's not cold. It's kind of cold, but because it's a bit cold, now you've become sensitive to it, so it's freezing for you. And it's just those kinds of... Those, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, this, is, this, is sense? The UK, this is the UK this is in the, the U- hole, though. This is Britain. This is Britain why is we talk gray... about the weather yeah. all the time. Yeah. And yeah. it means no- How's the weather today? Oh, <laughs> as bad as yesterday. Oh, you know what's quite funny? funny tomorrow. We check the weather every single morning. I have the, I have, I have the weather on my watch. Like, is that, you haven't heard it. We have to rely on it because we can't technically, like in a hot country, it you decides know, you know your it's mood. sunny tomorrow, right? <laughs> you predict it. You know, in a normal place, <laughs> and in a normal country, like the season, the season's actually, you know, <laughs> they, they, exist. They, they exist but also <laughs> like yeah but here i don't get it it's like cold all the time <laughs> it's not cold all the time but it's some, it summer, is, summer can be really cold. nice but today to it was a hot day it was 20 degrees guys <laughs> and we're talking about 20 that's because degrees. you're from Italy. and that's room temperature in your house 20 degrees is it but th- th- yeah it is yeah. it's about 20 so like it's it's kind of like weird. It's actually getting a bit hot for me now. <laughs> but yeah, but people are happy. So the sun is out. Um, some, some people have heard when the sun is out, you can see like the sun is out in London sometimes, but it's freezing. But the sun is out. But how does that work? We call it fake sun. That's how we call it. What, in Italy you call it but fake here, sun? Yeah. Because the sun is out. But it makes no sense. But it, it doesn't, that you can't feel it in your skin, on your skin. Here's an interesting question. It's actually not interesting at all. No. But it's just kind of a fun, a fun fact. You've heard of the term windburn before, right? Say it again. Windburn. Yes. Windburn. Matthew. Matthew's looking at me like he hasn't. 
I I I yeah. understand the concept that is suggested by the name. I can't say I've heard the name. Here's before. what interesting is what's interesting to me. Every British person I've come across and said the word windburn, they don't know what it is. Because they haven't they because, haven't experienced maybe not. sun. <laughs> no, 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 but windburn <laughs> is when the wind is so harsh or so cold that it leaves like it, it's like it, it's like it burns your face. Hot. Also when it's hot, we call windburn. In Italy? Yeah, because it's so hot. So if we stay at the Surely that's the just beach, called sunburn. No, no. W- <laughs> the wind. I remember growing up, my mum was like, the wind is the worst. Because when it's a windy day at the beach. By the, by the beach. You get burnt really badly. Like, tremendously bad. So okay. the same, I th- I, that's quite interesting, actually. But continue. I did, I did no, that, I just wanted to point that out. Because I just noticed that recently with a friend. And I said, oh, I'm going to get windburn. And they were like, what, what's windburn? <laughs> what, did you just make that up? But also, yeah, I was I, like, I, I no, I didn't I make, heard of it. Are you kidding me? I didn't make up the word windburn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of food. From like windburn, it. it turned to wind face. So now we say wind face. <laughs> <laughs> and you wind face, you wind hands. Anyway, moving no, on. I, 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 I've heard it all. That was not interesting. Shut up. You just are. Anyway. Matthew, um, <laughs> what's your favourite spot in London? My favourite spot? Yeah. What, what are some of the quirky... What kind of advice can you give to people um, who about. are planning to visit London, but maybe are bored of sightseeing Try and about. they want to find something about... Something quirky in London. True you know, about. some... <laughs> Look, let's let's just let's stop because Benji's already said the answer. Troy uh, Bar, uh, like quite a lot. The answer is Troy Bar. Um, Where is that? Well, that Matthew. is in Shoreditch. Awesome. What is and that about? It is a a bar. It is a bar. Um, it's a small, quite small, but it is a underground music venue, and it is absolutely fantastic. If you go to one of their evenings, the, the they music do, is fantastic. The music is fantastic, <laughs> but I like the vibe as well. You know. They do open mic nights in lots of different styles, jazz fusion, hip hop, soul, all all that kind of thing, all that good stuff. Um, and it's usually full. It's usually packed out, which yeah. is great, you know, and the audience kind of get involved and they're, they're actually there for the music, which is really nice. Yeah. The musicians are always, always on point. They're yeah. great. So, you know, if you, if you want a, you a know, a fantastic, a good night yeah. out, with great music that's underground, it's only a fiver. That that is the place you want to be. Yeah. We paid a fiver for that. Yeah. We did. I thought we, we paid got, two oh, quid. Yeah, we actually got to experience this together, all three of us. Yeah, yeah. Also, we went uh, what like a month ago now, two yeah. months ago. Yeah. It was five quid. Yeah, it was five, five quid. Quid, yeah. quid equals. But that's <laughs> not that expensive, really. No, I guess it, I guess it was. It was. I thought it was two money. quid. No, maybe five. he just let me. No, I definitely paid five quid. Paid five quid. But but the first time I went. I was, was so me? surprised. I was like, mm. someone, someone told me, oh, there's um, there's an open mic night. It's at this place. It was me. I was it was you. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We went together for the first time. Yes. And there was another friend of mine. Yes, yeah. That I, brought along. I think you definitely have to go with friends. I think, yeah. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have been comfortable going I didn't know what, the, what to expect, to be honest, because a friend of mine told me, I said, Matthew, you like music, then you say, yeah. He was free that night. So, yeah. Came yeah. Along. Exactly. But yeah, that was insane. That and, was and, amazing. And here's the thing. I... Was open mic nights. I've had varying quality. Benji knows this. Very. Uh, They're varying. all shit. <laughs> uh, so polite. Yes. Yes. So when when Thank the words Benji. open mic night were said, I was like, mm, this could be really bad. But I it's went. It's not really open mic though. Like they no. are booked. They, right? Yeah. They and are booked they, for the night. They know you. Like if if they know you, right. it's usually a kind of that's the people that will get up and play yeah but anyway it was amazing i i, I cannot express how amazing it was like was so it happy. really blew my mind it was awesome and this this comes back to the whole thing of why are you here in london to be able to experience that on the regular exactly yeah. because for me you know having lived here i kind of i really liked that side of it i loved the kind of the music scene the culture the multiculturalism you know all that kind of stuff I really liked and for me there's a lot of engineering jobs outside of London and there's not that many in London so it was definitely a bit of a challenge to sort of say well you know if I'm going to go and do something that I find interesting I might be living in the back of beyond somewhere where there's just nothing to do and I'm only there for work and I didn't feel that that was the right thing for me I was like actually I want to live somewhere where I want to be where there's stuff that I actually want to do so that I can still work but also I can actually 
enjoy my life and enjoy the stuff that I'm doing here. You, you know? like your job? I do like my job. You lucked out, man. You lucked yeah, out. That's I do, great. I do think that's I really do. Good. I really feel like I landed on my feet. You know, I've sort of got a job that's working on a great product that I love, that's doing the thing that I love. But I'm also here in London where actually, I, you know, we've got access to the music scene. There's so much to do. There's a lot going on all the time. And to be honest, that's why I'm here and not why I'm somewhere else. You know, for me, it was it's either, well, you know, I can be here where there's always going on or I can just be somewhere where there's nothing didn't really okay why mm. would you choose london over say brighton or even edinburgh because edinburgh has a lot of good mm. music this is true this is true edinburgh is a, a very nice city edinburgh would be my second choice honestly for, it's just easier to live in london for me like it's you know well that's the thing right you have all but your is friends. it though this is the question okay all right okay well i mean there's there are two sides to it Right. I've got Ooh. all my friends here. I've lived here for what five years now. Mm. I've established myself. Yes. I do not want to do that again. That is part of it. That is part of why <laughs> I decided to say I was like, actually, I've put down roots here now. I've got yeah. friends here. I've got people that know me. You know, I've got a support network. I've got places I like to go, stuff I can do. I was just like, I don't actually want to leave and go and set up somewhere else on my own and start my whole life over again. Like, right. I don't really want to do that. You know, right. you do that when you leave home. And that's an important thing. You know, it's something that you need to go through as a person to actually. Have you felt that you've wanted to do that? That I wanted point? to leave home. No, or that you wanted to London. start again. Start again. No, no, not okay. really at all. Interesting. Um, there's been times where I've thought I'd actually like to go home. And I would like to go home. So we, 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 where is home? So for home you? for me is yeah. Lake District, which is in the northwest of the yes. UK. It's a beautiful place. Very it is really absolutely is. beautiful. Really, really is. You should visit Very if nice you can because it's amazing. So you, when you say I wanted to go home, you're like, I want to live home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think see. ultimately my kind of ultimate plan is to, I don't know, do five, ten years down here and then maybe move back there. Um, because just as a place, that is the place where I feel most at home. It's the place where I feel most comfortable. It's the place that I love and really, really my heart is there, I think. That's what, but that's what Ricardo was saying, right? Like if you want to have a family, like in 10 years time, you know, odds are you're not going to be single. And well, you, hey, 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 hey wait, I'm being optimistic here, right? You might not be single. You may be married or on your way to being married and you may be thinking about having kids, right? Yeah. So... Are you going to move just slightly out of London and pay a ridiculous amount like everyone else? Or are you going to move back to the Lake District? No, I'd far... And live in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I would far rather, far rather raise Tap kids in the Lake District than here. But then I think about it and it's like, well, you know, being here, it could actually bring kids up with exposure to a lot of stuff that they wouldn't have at home that might be good. But just in terms of environment, like let's say, for example, letting a kid play outside mm. unhindered mm. and just free to do that like there must home. be there must be a balance somewhere yeah. yeah because like how can i say this without sounding like a complete prick <laughs> my mind <laughs> has expanded quite a lot while being in london <laughs> you didn't manage what you tried I to didn't manage, manage. By the way. <laughs> thank you <laughs> and that comes <clears throat> that comes from dealing with literally all kinds of people and meeting all kinds of people, people that I would have never, ever met in a more secluded area. Yeah. So maybe my mind, maybe that's a bit weird to say my, the way I approach life and people has changed and say that Yeah. Definitely. the way I deal with people has changed or let's be more positive than that. The way I deal with people has grown. Yeah. No, yeah? I agree like, with that. That's the cool. way I can like, you know, keep a conversation going, all that sort of thing. Doesn't mean that you wouldn't be able to do that. But in London, I felt almost like forced and pressured mm. to be able to do that. Yeah, part of it could be natural talent. Part of it could be training. But at the end of the day, when you're stuck against the grind and someone's like pushing you to do something, that's not talent or training. I mean, that in that moment, you're, you're training yourself yeah. and you're being forced to be like, okay, how am I going to deal with this situation? More importantly, how am I going to deal with this person and how am I going to deal, deal with the emotions that I'm feeling right mm. now? That's the, I think that's the positive way to look at that situation. Yeah, definitely. Because in that moment, definitely. you're not thinking positively. I think it's only now in hindsight that I can go, okay, I learned something from that experience. Yeah. But would I have learned that elsewhere? Maybe, probably actually. But it's, 
I don't know. There, there are different. There are different sides to it. There were the different kinds of people you'd be dealing with. That's my experience. I don't know. What do you think? What's the question again? Oh my god! <laughs> I uh, wasn't wondering. So yeah. okay, so if if you were in Italy, yeah, and you were dealing with your boss or dealing with clients, right, right, um, you'd be dealing with certain kinds of people, right? Mm. Let's like group them. Obviously, people are way too complicated to just group them. Or uh, well, fuck it, let's group them. <laughs> let's group them. Yeah. What's the name of your town? That you grew up in? Ah, oh, man. It's called Mineo. Mineo. Okay. Yeah. Imagine you're dealing with a bunch of Mineoans. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Menanini. Menanini. Or Mignoli. Okay, well, pick one. <laughs> that's a Sicilian, by the way. Anyway. Say they have a similar way of thinking, right? Hmm. You come to London, you'll be dealing with many different kinds of those. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. So, the culture clash. Culture clash, yeah, but it's it's also experience and ability. Like, if you're exposed to more different kinds of people, then you'll be able to identify what kind of person you're dealing with a bit quicker than than you would if you were just dealing with with, with the minion, yeah, minion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like minions, yeah. Minions. <laughs> oh, um, it's a good point, actually. I don't know if I'm um, right. I'm just sort of spitballing at this point. Wow, that's a good point. Um, I guess. Yeah, that's such a good. Point. Like, if I was just dealing with um, Americans, yeah. I might not be able to be able be able to deal with British people. British people. But because I've dealt with both, I can I can deal with both. Yeah, I mean, there is that. It's, there's definitely elements of the culture. There's definitely elements of that. Mm. Because, example, a lot of us Italians, example, we're very stubborn, so we're very proud of ourselves. Example, so we don't like to be proven wrong. And I'm talking about the majority of us. No, sure. I'm not saying everyone, but the majority of us are quite like proud of who we are where we come from and how things are done our way because our way is always the best way you know i'm not saying me now because i lived it long enough to sort of like have a more open mind and i mm. think that, this is the this is what the, i'm saying um, this is exactly yeah, what i'm saying so i'm the sort of fruit of that yeah so like i agree so like what i'm saying is you wouldn't have had the open mind that you feel you have now no. if you had stayed in the same place um correct because when it went funny thing when i go back to italy a lot of the times i try to go back every year but when i do go back I find myself having these weird conversations with what I wouldn't say friends, um, acquaintances, acquaintances. <laughs> yeah, um, that are sort of like pointless <laughs> and we keep going around in circles and there's no really meaning to it because people there, they only, they're not, they're not affected by this big world. So they're not, they don't understand how they don't have to worry about it. They don't get yeah, they don't. So they have other sort of issues and other sort of things to talk about. But again, because they're not exposed to this, to, to let's say London let's use London again as an example because I think the thing today seems to be London but um, they don't really know how to sort of have better conversations with about better cultured conversations let's let's put it that way would you say I think better educated educated conversations yes, as well yes I think that's why a lot of people travel nowadays I think to educate themselves to culture yeah, themselves yeah. a lot more to understand how the world works to understand how people work to understand what brings people together and generally to have like yeah pretty much that really enrichment I guess um, and I think that's what's happening at the moment I think that's why people who tend to travel are a lot more enriched and a lot more sort of easy to talk to, easy to empathize with. And also those very people are a lot less discriminative, as I guess, as well. So they're actually a lot better, I believe, personally. So people who have experienced, that's why it's like, it's like age, right? So when you're young, you can be like young, silly, you make mistakes, perhaps you, you know, you break the law and you don't listen. But when you grow up and you're mature, you know better. Do you know what I mean? So it's the same way. So if you're, if you, it's like if you close yourself in a room and you live your life in a room, like you might know that room in and out, but it doesn't make you, I don't know. You just it, know the it, room. it doesn't make you right. Yeah, it doesn't make. Yeah, that's a thing. It's Plato's cave. Uh, that's a thing, isn't it? Oh, that's you know, a good just one. Just to, oh, my just to take that really is deep. a good. You know what? Yeah, that I knew Matthew was going to say something because <laughs> he was like, literally he was reflecting too much. Oh, but that but is a you beautiful never go, example. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Okay, yeah. um, I realized that quite a few people are not going to know what Plato's 
um, cave is. Matthew, would you like to, or, or yeah, would you, yeah, would you like to? Yeah. Or we, yeah. So Plato was a philosopher, um, and he had this philosophy about the cave, uh, where it's essentially a cave, and people live in this cave, and it's dark. Um, there's no way out that they can see or that they know about. So all they know is the interior of this dark cave. And that's how they perceive reality. For them, that is what is real. This kind of dark cave. If you ask them what life is about, they would say, well, it, you know, it's this cave. It's, it's the sand I can feel on the floor and the cold walls that I can touch, but I can't really see anything. And, and, and that's it. That's all that reality is to them. So if somebody then finds a way in to this cave from the outside and tells them that actually there's this whole big world out here, you know, with sea and trees and color and birds and all this kind of thing. The people in the cave, they won't be able to agree with that and believe that that is the truth. It would be a big step for them. Yes. There would be a massive because, step. Because all that they know is the inside of this cave. So they're not, they're not going to believe this person that says this, this is actually not the reality. Um, so to then actually... To take someone out of the cave is is to basically you have to go in and take them physically take them out of the cave and show them with their own eyes to be able to believe and understand the reality and the truth about the about the world. Mm. Um, and I I think you know I don't necessarily think that this is a fully Plato's cave situation where it's like that, but I think there is definitely a certain element of that. You know, the sort of where we grow up, you know, small town, this kind of life you definitely see a certain side of life and that's that's your reality. And actually then being moved out of that and coming to a place like London, mm. it's definitely an experience where suddenly your eyes are opened and it's like, oh, actually... I was just going to ask you if you thought that. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot more to the world that I didn't necessarily know about or hadn't experienced before. And then I think that part of the maturing process as a person is is actually going through that. And, and accepting of, that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I agree. And I, th I think... Wow. It's, it's, inter it's interesting because interesting. because for some, including for me, mm. the cave can be a place of, of like comfort and home. It's like actually it's familiar to you. Yeah. People love this. Because this is the reality I know. And even if, even if the reality of the world outside is so much better than the inside of that cave, actually the place where you want to be is the cave because that's yeah. home. That's your familiar reality. That's where comfort is that's where you're brought up that's what you know and to be in the outside world can actually be an intimidating experience that's not actually all that pleasant um and there's always part of you that sort of wants to go back back to that cave um you know so whether whether this is kind of that kind of thing or not yeah i mean there's definitely something in me that's like well you know going back to that kind of it's we all want to go back and just be a kid again i don't well i don't know about anyone else but i certainly do i i you know i'd love to sort of be a child again where you have that kind of just freedom and all that kind of stuff obliviousness <laughs> <laughs> yeah well maybe if you want to call it that um but you know i think i think it is important to sort of see more of the world and to sort of have your worldview expanded why? that's a very good question why? why why should we bother i mean i have my own answer but i'm interested in knowing what your answers are like what's Are the you point? Both of us. Yeah. Like what? Sorry. Why? Why bother? Why? Why go? Because obviously, you come to. Let's grab um, what you said earlier, Ricardo. Mm. You think about London. You romanticize it. You go, oh, I'm I'm gonna live there. Yeah. I'm gonna pack my bag. I'm just gonna make a ton of money and you whatever. I'm gonna I'm moving to London. Okay. Okay. So now you're in the cave and your shackles have been because like in the in the in the story like. You're, you're tied to the cave. Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're a prisoner I, yeah. in the cave. Yeah, apologies yeah. Uh, to Plato if I really <laughs> messed up your uh, I'm theory. I'm so sorry, Plato. I am so, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so you've decided to move to London. Mm. Shackles are, are are broken, okay? You, um, you've lived there for a year, and you realize, oh, okay, number one, London is not what I thought it was. Number two, dear God, life is not what I thought it was. Because mm. all of a sudden I've realized all of these different things. Now you have a choice to make. Mm, yes. And now you have a choice to go, well, this isn't really for me. I'm going to go back to my cave, whatever that may mean for you. You know, I mean, moving to like, you know, we're drawing a parallel here. This isn't necessarily yeah. how <laughs> Which, it works. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. You know, and remember that our minds may have changed in five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So now you make the decision. Okay. I'm going to go along with this and I'm going to accept this. 
and probably forfeit a lot of my beliefs that I came to London with in order to, I don't know, expand my mind or whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Why? What for? You mean why travel the world? Why accept that change? Because that, that accepting that change is a decision for you. Like accepting to stay in a place where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, accepting, accepting that, that the world is not what you thought it was. That, that when you well, see the world... I've traveled the world already? No, let's just talk about London for now. Okay. Right? Because nobody here grew up in London. Uh, we came to London. We had an idea what it, was, what it would be yeah. like. We understood that that idea it, it was pretty far from reality. Right? So that forces us to make a choice to either accept it or go backwards or go elsewhere. Okay? Mm. We're still here, so we chose to accept it. Right? Mm. Why? There are various reasons. I think that's, that's a really difficult question. I think it's kind of... It depends, really. Um, it goes back to I think what Matthew was saying. The reason why he's the reason why he came here. The reason why he decided to stay here. Um, obviously, he's found his dream job. That's one. That could be one answer. Uh, another one could be just truly re- finding true relationships, for example, true friendships um, here, really. And that's sort of like it, it, I know it can sound silly. You can say, oh, but you can make friends all you know in any country or whatever part of the world you, you go to and there's so many other friends you can make but reality is no like how many people can you actually trust I think and it goes back to trust issues uh, <laughs> uh, that's London by the way uh, um, there's, there's many things really I think I think you've touched we, on something very interesting we, we adapt ourselves around it. I think we it becomes our cave like it, it's kind of th- that's the thing Plato had has an interesting aspect. It's an interesting aspect. But the thing about Plato is that that, that what do you call it? Plato's um, cave. Cave. Yeah. The thing is, once you accept the outside world, that actual outside world can become your cave. Does that make sense? So let's suppose London is the outside world. Plato caveception. Right. So, but if you think about it, like let's put it, let's put it this way. I lived in a small town. Right. That was my cave cool so the outside world for me was london right so i yeah. came here yeah cool now this has become my cave does that make sense yeah so i'm actually like you are to yeah to, to the, yeah i mean there's so much more to explore and i think the reason why people choose to explore is purely because why not one two like is regret right i mean and three is finding themselves as well for to enrich themselves there's so much so much like i can go on there's a long list i mean i started tourism for one reason which is to travel the world and to experience it because like in london they like to say that the world is your oyster right so it's it's purely that really but i think why do we stay here why do i choose to stay in london purely relationships uh, that's very that's interesting it, really you've touched on two things which we haven't talked much about number one is community because if you find a group of people, why would you want to leave them? Like, exactly. forget growing and expanding your mind. You have people you love and people you care about. Yeah, that's very interesting to talk. That's that's an interesting th- um, thought process. The second thing is, um, oh, it escapes me now. Um, there's something you said. This well, is not good content for me to forget stuff like beginning. this. <laughs> well, we can talk about that. We can talk about the relationships things. But. Yeah, I mean, like. It's really important. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you said that London has become your cave. Okay, so the first yeah. thing is community. Why would you abandon your community if you haven't? The second one, basically what you're saying is outgrowing your environment. Pretty much. That you come to a point where you're like, okay, I've seen London. I've done this now. What yeah. else is there? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, but that Be- can happen. Because yeah. we are talking about London as this place that expands your mind. But what you're saying now is, well, yeah, it can do that. But now I'm also tired of it. What else is there? But that's the that's a paradigm. I think we, I think as people, as human beings, we always get, we always want more, right? And it, it goes back to that. I think if you have too much of something, it becomes the norm, right? Like it becomes that. So like, example, let's suppose me, my language, I never used to speak English, but when I came here, now speaking English is my is my norm, right? So like, but now I'm thinking of learning other language and thinking I want to learn French. I want to learn like. Why do you, know you want to learn French? And I know it's weird, right? <laughs> but just because, why not? If I was able to learn English, yeah, then why not? Yeah. How many languages do you speak? Uh, well, two plus a dialect. 
I understand a bit of French. But that's okay. not the point. Anyway, yeah, I'm just curious. Just um, curious. But that's it really. I mean, I'm interested to see what Matthew has to say on this because he also comes from a similar sort of background as well. Although yeah, from, the, from the UK, obviously not from another country. The thing, cool thing about Matthew is that he was raised and, and born in the UK. So, But again, he comes from a more sort of rural part of a beautiful part of the, of, of the UK, actually. Yeah. Um, to move it into a, a, well, the biggest city in the UK, really, that people yeah. aspire to move into. I think your perspective as someone who's lived there and was raised there and was born there would be very much sort of appreciated, I think, and it would be quite cool. So... As we've sort of been t- thinking about this, I've kind of pondered a little more deeply on on the meaning of Plato's cave and what it might mean for me. Um, in that, actually, I think Ricardo, you touched on a very good point in that um, where we are in our current situation can become our cave. And I actually think that's very true. I think we can become so tied down to routine to just what we do, to where we are, even if we think it's great, it can easily become the shackles that bind us to a particular way of thinking. Um, so even if you even if you move to a new place, that you know it can expand your mind and it does, and it helps you to grow in maturity and grow as a person. But even after a while, I think that effect can actually actually wear off. And f- and for me, I think the point will come where. I just say, do you know what? I've had enough of London. Um, and well, yeah, he, when you're 32 in 10 years. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's yeah, say that. Let's say when I'm 32, it's like, if, even when I go back now and I go back to the Lake District and you take that train up and you start to go into the hills, mm. it almost looks like it's not real. It's like yeah. it's like something out of a movie. I agree. It's and, amazing. And, yeah. But when it's you're there, yeah. when you live there, and when that place is your cave. It's boring. It's not boring. It's never boring. Okay. okay. I don't think it is. You know, there's people that hate the mountains and there's people that don't go there and they don't like it and whatever. But for me, it was never boring. I, I loved it. But of course, there's a time that comes when, you know, it's time to leave home and it's time to move away and do that stuff. You know, that's fine. And But I think, you know, if we're saying that for me, going back home would be to go back to the cave, I actually think that's a wrong way of thinking. Oh, I, I agree. I, th- I think I it's agree. actually the inverse. I think actually that in that situation, London would then become my cave and to actually go home would be to to come out of that cave and experience something all new again, you know, or to live in the mountains. Else. Yeah, or, or somewhere, somewhere else. else. I exactly. mean, it's not, it's, you know, these things are not black and yeah, white. It's a good point. It's, that's what I said earlier, like go back, go forwards or somewhere else. I mean, actually, <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully we all grow wherever we are. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, again, the sort of the whole humanity. point of it, exactly. This this comes down to the whole like, well, what's the point of life? You know, because you can say, okay, well, sure, I'm shackled in a dark cave, but I'm still alive, I'm still a person. But you know, then someone else is coming in and saying, but look at all of this like this amazing beautiful reality that's true and that's here and that you can experience. And is the point to then say, well, actually, the point of this person's life is to experience this most beautiful thing that's outside of what they know or is it just to be a person in what they know you know what you know it comes down to what you think the purpose of a human being is and i think that's very deep and maybe a topic for another time yeah. it seems like but, we've um, gone from london to, to the meaning of life the meaning of life i can speak english and the pursuit of happiness yeah <laughs> I, I, I think we have i think we have and but i think the, that's well worth i think, that would be quite I think it makes sense stuff. because if you come to london you're trying to make it aren't you like if yes. you move to London, there is an aspect of okay, I'm gonna get somewhere or be someone, mm. um, regardless of the field you're in, because London isn't this romanticized like theatre place. It's for all careers, just yeah. like New York. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh god damn! It's yeah, interesting. But it's interesting. The place is the place of sort of cave. Uh, I was just thinking, it could also be sort of. Um, we can also like apply that like for ourselves like not our environments but actually the way we see ourselves as well like the perception of how we see ourselves a lot of the time like you might see yourself as being this person this is how i've always been do you know what i mean i've always been like introverted i've mm. always been this way i've been this and that way but then you got your friends going like ricardo but there's so much potential in you or like hey benji there's so much more that you could do why can't you see this but it's like but this is how i see it this is how it is so like this sort of Plato's cave can also be applied, I think, in yourself. And I think it, 
the change has to come within first and then everything else sort of follows. There's so much more to say about Plays Escape because I think it's sort of quite interesting. Maybe that should have been a topic it's, of today. Honestly, it's, it's, it's there's so much more. I can it's carry on. Good. I can oh. carry on forever because also so we can talk about cultural that. backgrounds, we can talk about beliefs, we can talk about so much more. And I think there's so it's it, it's so many things and it's so complex and that's pretty much it really. Um yeah, this is this is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. like, this is really interesting, Matthew, for bringing that up. Um, it's it's something that we probably should discuss a bit more. Yeah, I think I think we sort of touched on something that we've all actually quite like talking yeah. about. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, maybe yeah. we should dedicate an episode of the podcast to where this conversation. <laughs> yeah, is let us know. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Because we've already spoken for an hour. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll leave it for next time. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: I saw this meme the other day. <laughs> totally. But <laughs> I saw this meme, and it was like. Um, nobody will ever watch like an eight hour or nine hour film, but split it into nine episodes. People will eat that up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's very true. Did you want to hear? Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear us talk for hear, ten hours? <laughs> do you want to hear a great? Excuse me while I adjust myself and make myself decent. Do you want to? He's hear, naked, by the way. He's <laughs> yeah, I am posing um, right now for Benji. He's taking a picture of me. <laughs> He's taking a picture of me. Yes. Uh, Matthew is just that. Traumatized. Anyway, uh, moving on. Do you want to hear a joke? Yes, please come on. So there's a <laughs> this is this is the closing joke now. Yeah, there's a Mexican magician. Oh my right. god! <laughs> Don't not down that. Please be please. very careful. <laughs> there's speaks, a Mexican magician. Spe- there's a magi- magician that speaks Spanish. He says it in a Spaniard. Is that a thing? Cool. I didn't get so any of he's that. He's making a joke. Wait, say that again, say that again. There's a Spaniard who speaks Spanish. Yes. And he's a magician, right? Okay. A Spanish, a Spanish. So he makes a joke. No, he makes, he makes, he's he's in the process of doing a magic trick. (laughs) And he goes. So to clarify, there's a Spaniard who speaks Spanish who does magic. Yes, go on. Right. You are interrupting me. (laughs) (laughs) He's not supposed to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm telling the joke. I'm going to shut up now. Did you know that Benji speaks Spanish? Anyway. Um... And he goes like this. So he's preparing the trick and it goes like, uno. And then that's dos. And then he disappeared with that address. I'm very glad that you listened to us for the time that you did. I'm very sorry that you'll be leaving us. Come on, that was amazing. Come on. <laughs> on a terrible joke. That, that was Ricardo, That was terrible. <laughs> That's a bad joke. <laughs> Without a trace. <laughs> Who told you that joke, Ricardo? That was awesome. It, it, you know, it's it's almost so bad it's good, but not quite. <laughs> it's like British Just weather. Just like our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing. Right. On that note, let, let's wrap up. All right, that'll be all. Thank you. See you next time. See you next time. Bye.